0: Hey, listeners, did you know that Yogi Triathlete offers endurance coaching for body and mind? We offer personalized training plans for endurance sports, wellness and mindset, nutrition and recovery guidance, and race preparation and strategy, all within the supportive community of Team Yogi Triathlete. So if you're ready to conquer your fitness goals and push your limits, our endurance coaches are ready to guide you on the journey to peak performance. Go to triathlete.com today to set up your free 30-minute discovery call and embrace a future of strength, stamina, and achievement. Your goals, our experience, the perfect match for unstoppable success. One thing that you had sent to me was just kind of taking us through the cycle, like a stroll through the cycle, what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I'll go through each phase, and I think what I'll do, because each cycle aligns with the season, I'll hit energetically how we feel, what our hormones are doing, and then I'll hit the season and let you talk about foods to nourish. And then after you talk about foods, I'll talk about herbs. We'll kind of line it up that way.
0: Welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. I'm Jess, mindset and wellness coach for Yogi Triathlete, and I'm joined by Melissa, herbalist and triathlon and running coach for Team Yogi Triathlete. And this is part two of our women's wellness series. Thank you to all who listened in for part one, which launched last month, and for letting us know that you found it enjoyable and helpful. Some of you listened to it more than once, but we want to hear more. What did you take away? What have you tried? Did it work? Let us know. Now, if you missed part one, go to the show notes for this episode at yogitriathlete.com and you can click right through or simply search for episode 402 on your favorite place where you listen. In that episode, we share our stories of what brought us to natural medicine. Melissa teaches us about adaptogens. We talk about aging gracefully. I give a 101 on Ayurveda, the science of life. And we dive deep on hormone imbalance and so much more. If you are a woman, no matter your age, and you are an athlete, cue it up right after you listen to this one. And so today we are back and it is all about the cycle. So first, Melissa, welcome back to the show. Part Thanks. two. Yeah,
1: part two going down. I have my herbal tea to the side. I'm excited because nice. I feel like we can dive into some good, uh, juicy details today. We kind of scratched <laughs> the surface on a lot of areas with the last one, but we can uh, fully dive in. It's good.
0: Yeah. You sent me some like really amazing notes about like diving into this topic. So I'm, I'm psyched to do that with you. But first we are women, but we're also athletes. So I want to know what your training looked like. What did you crush today?
1: I'm working with a cycling build program right now through one of our cycling studios. I'm actually teaching the classes Tuesday, um, Thursday, Thursday, I do the same workout that the other instructor coaches in the afternoon, and I've been loving it. It's definitely super challenging. Um, Today was sweet spot intervals, all low cadence, so 60 to 70 RPM, um, all strength stuff. And yeah, it it was fun. It was good. It was hard, but I'm recovering well, drinking some dandelion tea and... I just had, um, so some good nutrition too. Nice.
0: What is, what is dandelion tea offering you uh, as a part of your post-workout routine?
1: It is offering me liver support. Um, I shared this with BJ actually. I, it's crazy, have had yellow eyes like the past year or so. And I got my blood work done. Like, I'm like, this has to be like something liver related and Honestly, nothing showed up. Like my heme levels were perfectly balanced. I was in the green, like across the chart. And then I was doing some research and I found out that our body, like it wants to be at optimal balance with the nutrients in our blood at all times. So it will like desperately pull from our tissues. So even if you're getting blood work done and it says, that your heme is good um red blood cells like all that stuff if that's liver related or anything else if you still feel like some kind of deficiency in your body it's so good to listen to that and do something about it because i can honestly say since i've been drinking this my eyes are not yellow anymore and i do believe it was something liver
0: related <laughs> that's so cool yeah. uh when i was in massage school it was it was such a cool program and one of the things I remember in this class we talked about was the personalities of our organs and they said some organs are more forgiving than others like your lungs. They said like your lungs just want to please you. They're like, okay, it's all right. It's all right. Yep. I'll recover. I'll recover. I'll recover. You know, and they can they can, You can really pump them up and get that blood going and your heart rate going. And all of that is like really forgiving. And they said the liver is like one of the organs that you just don't want to mess around with. Cause it'll be like, I told, I showed you, you had yellow eyes and you didn't do anything about it and it's one of those organs that is not as forgiving, so, and we also hold a lot of anger there, which is so interesting, um, it's like, it's one of those organs that is related to anger, so it makes sense that the liver's just like, uh-uh, like, I gave you three tries, now I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start uh, moving into some serious imbalance, and yeah, I love that, like, you, you need to Follow that hit, if you're just like there's something here that's just not right. there's always a way, and you know in our first episode for this women's wellness series, we you know we talked about like our our love for natural medicine and what brought us natural medicine, both of us coming from you know different health crises that we were experiencing in our bodies, and then also, I think we paid homage and respect to modern medicine and how incredible modern medicine is. But the, it's not one or the other. You know, there's times, although I lean more towards natural medicine, there's times where I need that more modern Western medicine, more of that, that modern material science. And so it's, it's both things. And so go to your go-to, but if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, know that there's, there's other avenues, It's not just one thing. Right. And I think that that's what this wellness series is about. It's not just one thing. It's a million things. There's so many things. And so if there's something that you don't feel is right, even though on paper, it's saying like, you're fine. You know, I don't know about your yellow eyes. You got to follow that.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that maybe I had low iron too. So I've been drinking some stuff for that. Um, Nettle tea actually is an amazing herb for iron and magnesium as well. And as women, like especially after menses, getting an extra iron is so good. So yeah, I've been trying to work up the, the heme, red blood cell count, and also heal my liver right now. And uh, just, I've been feeling good. It's good.
0: Nice, nice. Okay. Well, I uh, I was in the pool this morning. I got up at four and made some time for my meditation and um, got to the pool and did one of my favorite progressive paddle sets, where it's it's different. It's all one hundreds, right? So the first set of one hundreds is four one hundreds, but they're descending leave times. So and it's with paddles and pool buoy. And then, so basically once you get to the fourth 100, it's like you've got, I don't know, maybe three seconds, two seconds until you have to send off again. But then the second set of 100s is two of each of the descending times. So for example, the first set is I leave on two minutes, 155, 150, 145. And this is a 25 meter, um, 25 meter pool. The second set is Two at two minutes, two at 155, two at 150, two at 145. And then the third set is three leaving on two minutes, three leaving on 155, three leaving on 150, three leaving on 145. So you begin to build. And then there's another set of like four, but I'm just getting back into it. I've taken a little break with some travel and stuff. So I just went through the first two sets, but I love it. And like using those paddles, you can get lazy and messy and then your body will let you know when you're doing that because I get weird like weakness pains, but I love to just take it patiently and to hit those faster send times. For me, it's, you know, really working in the strength. So it's a great upper body workout. I uh, absolutely love it. So I did that, that was this morning. And then literally I'm sitting here, as I said to you, with a, a pretty sweater and then my cycling bibs and like a dirty sports bra underneath it, Cause I'm hopping, literally going to hop right on the bike. And then we're going to go train with our 12 year old athlete back in the pool. So will be back in the pool today. Um, all right, before, and then one more thing before we s- cycle into the cycle, what's one of your like go-to wellness practices right now or a, a, an herb or something that you're doing. That's really, you already talked about a couple of them, but something else.
1: I have been taking vitamin D. It's super simple, but every night, vitamin D. And then if the sun is out, which it hasn't been out lately, I just on my lunch break, go and sit on my porch and just let it like sit on me. I put a coat on, um, a fuzzy hat, and just try and get in as much as I can because we definitely don't get enough of it this time of year.
0: Yeah. Do you have a favorite like brand? Like something that you just feel is like a really good bioavailable brand for vitamin D? Yes. It's called Thorn. Uh, T-H-O-R-N-E.
1: I've always used their supplements and they're super reputable.
0: Highly recommend. Awesome. Good. I've been thinking about vitamin D. Um, You might get enough over there. It might be good. (laughs) (laughs) We've had rain for like three days. Uh, I know I was out there this morning, I mean, earlier today and just soaking it in. And the, and the thing about the sun here is that, you know, midday, it's still nice and warm, you know, you're getting, you're feeling that warmth. Um, So I might get enough, who knows, but I've been thinking about it. So why am I thinking about it? Like there must be, there's something that's coming up. So
1: can it hurt to take too much? Absolutely not. Yeah. And I think if you're okay. getting an itch to take some
0: extra, go for it. Mm. Yeah, I think so too.
1: Another practice um, I've been working with yeah. is stretching before bed. So I just do 10 minutes of like deep breathing stretches, um, some downward dog, throwing of yoga in there. And then I do a 10 minute yoga nidra. I find that for me, Like yesterday, I was in Maryland working there all day and I didn't get home till seven. And it's tough to wind down after just being like bing, bing, bing all day. (laughs) So yeah, this little routine definitely super calms my nervous system. It's important.
0: I'm going to piggyback on that one because I've been doing that the last couple of nights, about 20 minutes. It's ended up being about 20 minutes because I had my watch on cuz it's got to go on strava <laughs> like if it doesn't go on strava then I didn't do it so a really gentle yoga like just holding the pose one of my favorite ones is like laying on my belly and then let's say I take my right hand out my right arm out like 90 degrees to my body and then your left palm is under your left shoulder and then you push into it and you roll open onto that right, like opening up through that right shoulder and the inside. Oh, it's so delicious. And that has, um, you know, that's also a recommendation that they make for like, for better sleep. And there were so many impulses, like, you know, watch another episode or, um, you know, Maybe I should have a, a glass of wine tonight. And instead I chose like chamomile tea and 20 minutes of gentle yoga, but I slept amazing last night and the, and the night before. So I'm going to piggyback on that wellness practice. I think it's so, it's so worth it. Um, maybe I'll record one, Matt, maybe. I well, I'll record one and, uh, and uh, put that out there. Okay, so let's start talking about the flow and the cycle. So one thing that um, you had sent to me was just kind of taking, taking us through the cycle, like a stroll through the cycle, what that looks like. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. However you want to start.
1: Yeah, I'll go through each phase. And I think what I'll do, because each cycle aligns with the season, I'll hit mm-hmm. energetically how we feel what our hormones are doing. And then I'll hit the season and let you talk about foods to nourish. And then after you talk about foods, I'll talk about herbs. We'll kind of line it up that way. Um, I'll start with menses. It's days one to six for some women, four ish, um, just depending, but energetically, this is definitely a time where we want to be alone. Like I've noticed that in myself, Um, either alone or just like, With close friends and family, not a big social outing. I really, it's important to keep our plates not super full during this time so that we have extra energy to rest. Hormone-wise, almost all hormones are at not an all-time low, but they're super low with a steady slight rise in estrogen. Um, And I'll talk about PMS as well. There's a reason that we struggle so much during that time. I mean, if you look at the chart, um, just of the menstrual cycle, all of our hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and um, FSH and luteinizing hormone, it's all like dropped. So they say our brain chemistry physically changes during that time. So I would say just definitely give yourself some some extra grace during that time period. Um, But yeah, that's it's really a inner winter season. So there's a lot of nourishing foods that you can be doing for this time of your cycle. And Jess, I'll kick
0: that off to you. Okay. So yeah. So nourishing foods, um, to me it doesn't necessarily mean like comfort foods, you know, like macaroni and cheese is not, Nourishing, nourishing, nourishment, and comfort are two totally different things. So, but I would say things like soups, um, some grounding foods like root vegetables. So, keeping us grounded during this time of you know letting go, because that's essentially what we're doing. We're literally shedding a a layer of one of our organs. Um, So yeah, I would move with that like sweet potatoes and um, like roasted root vegetables with, you know, maybe some turmeric and a little bit of black pepper, which would, which that black pepper and turmeric combination spikes the anti-inflammatory properties of the turmeric so that they're more bioavailable in the body. And then, yeah, things like soups, I would stay away from like, you know, real processed breads and as much as we want, like salty, oily things, just check in with that. And it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not. It's not bad to indulge those cravings, but do it with consciousness, do it with awareness and always go out on top, right? So Ayurveda has this concept of eating until you're 75% full, which my experience with that is, it feels like nothing. You're not hungry and you're not full and it would be like a contentment. And you gotta play around with it and find it for yourself. Depending on your dosha, you're gonna feel it differently. Uh, women who have that fire, which is a lot of, which is a lot of uh, athletes, we ten- we can overeat because we have really strong digestive systems. So you want to bring that conscious awareness into what you're doing and nourishing foods. I think cooked foods, things that are easier on the body to process like raw foods, especially in the winter, if we're talking about this inner winter, raw foods are a lot, it requires a lot more work. And so if the food is already warmed and then it goes in our mouth and we're actually chewing our food, we know that digestion begins in the mouth that we're giving our body like this head start to digestion. So I would say warmed foods, not too hot, not too cold, not raw, things that are nourishing, rooted as we're letting go and we're moving through this part of the cycle.
1: Love that. Yeah. And I would piggyback off to avoiding like high fat salts and oils. I know that Mm. instinctively we want to reach for chocolate and indulge during that time. But it's really a time that our body speaks to us if there's something out of balance. So if you find yourself reaching for that stuff, it likely just means you need more protein and nourishment. So like Jess is saying, vegetables, root vegetables, um, even like super nourishing teas, like, like I keep bringing up nettle, but not only does nettle rebuild iron, it also has like an extreme chlorophyll content. So think twice about hacking it down in your yard. You can go pick it with gloves, throw it in a pot, boil it down, pull out all of that amazing um, herbal support, the phytochemicals, all of that's so good. But yeah, other herbs would be red raspberry. Um, So this is a uterine tonic that actually relieves cramping. And I always tell women, red raspberry leaf Is a tea that you can drink all month long, whether you are 20 years old, 30 years old, or 50 or 60 heading into menopause. It is just like the ultimate feminine hormone supporting herb. So foam Mm. finger, foam finger for the red red (laughs) one, really. (laughs) And then turmeric and ginger is awesome. So you can obviously take them as a tea. Or you can just make a point to cook with more turmeric and ginger during this time. Um, like Jess mentioned, they're super grounding, rooting herbs. The roots themselves are grounding. And then the two of them combined actually relieve cramping as well and support digestion. So you're kind of like really getting all um, support pillars in one spot. And then the other herb... I always talk about herbal adaptogens. So those, again, are herbs that bring our bodies back to homeostasis. And there are different adaptogens for specific times of life. So I always tell like uh, people who are either in menses, postpartum, um, rebuilding after like a surgery, ashwagandha is an amazing herb to work with. It's, it's known in Ayurveda as a Rasayana herb, which is rejuvenating. So it's so good for people who are like really, um, building like kind of at a low point with energy and are trying to build a a solid base and go up in vitality from there.
0: Mm. Ginger is also a great herb that provides warmth but not too much fire. It's a warming herb, really great for the winter time, but not too much for those fiery personalities.
1: Definitely. And it's stimulating. So if you feel like your period has been not lingering, but like that the cramps just like aren't moving, bringing warmth to that area of your body is going to kind of like allow everything to pass through more smoothly.
0: And I think something that we discussed last time is Abhyanga, which is self-massage. I'll put a link in the show notes to a really short little video on how to give yourself Abhyanga massage. I did one today. I love to do it when I come back from the pool because you come back from the pool and you've got like those chemicals on your body. And so I warmed up some sesame oil and then I don't, I shower, I put the shower on just for a just for a few minutes to steam the bathroom up a little bit, but I don't put the vent on so it gets nice and steamy. But after I massage the sesame oil on me, I get into the shower and I just kind of stand there, let the steam uh, hit my skin and then turn it down a little bit so it's not too hot and then I um, I shower off. But I actually don't, I won't use soap most of the time. I won't use like a body wash. I'll just let that oil Sink in, and then I don't really even need any moisturizer when I get out of the shower. So it's a bit of a, a time saver on the other end of the shower. Um, so in the wintertime, sesame oil is really good. In the summertime, coconut oil for your abiyanga But almond oil, which you had texted me about, like can I do almond oil? I did a little more research. Almond oil is actually awesome. Pretty Love ideal. that? Yeah, I have like. A,
1: I think I have like a full <laughs> gallon of it in my basement for making. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. different herbal concoctions, so that's good to know. Um, All right, so anything else on day one to six? No, yeah. We can hop On our stroll through the cycle? Stroll Stop number two is the
0: follicular stage. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? The follicular stage. Ooh, follicular. That's a nice, instead of using the other F word, you can just be like, hey, follicular. Oh, follicular. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you want to just clean up your language a little bit, nobody will know what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it has some emphasis to it. Um, this is our inner spring. So technically, menstruation is would be the first six days of follicular. But just to break it down, this would be days 7 to 14. Um, but yeah, just technically, menstruation is in with follicular as well. But it's easier to break them out like this. Um, energetically, We are super social, heightened energy. The creative juices are flowing. Biologically, the reason for this is that we want to be social and mobile and feeling good because this is a time that we'd want to be attracting a mate. So hormone-wise, our body has a steady rise in FSH, which is follicle-stimulating hormones. Our eggs develop in the follicles. So they hold the eggs um, until they're ready to be used during ovulation. But with a steady rise in FSH also comes a rise in estrogen, glutenizing hormone. And with those three combined, that's why we have all of this uh, robust energy going on. So yeah, for me during this time, and we we did want to talk about this, Jess, workouts through the phases. So hopping back to menstruation, This is a time that you want to be really slowing it down. So hiking, yoga, um, breath work, just anything that's going to be more rejuvenative. If you're a triathlete or a runner, I know sometimes realistically, we can't always throw six days off of hiking and yoga into the plan. So I do this myself and for my athletes during this time, I will just do all zone two workouts. And maybe like some runs with strides, but nothing that's having your heart rate up high for a long time. Um, but yeah, follicular stage, on the other hand, is a great time for higher intensity, long endurance workouts, um, intervals, sweet spot, VO2 max, all that good stuff. This is a great time to do that. And really like if you can take advantage of of your body's cycle and train hard when we're biologically built to do hard things and then rest or take it easier when our body wants to do that. We're taking advantage of the cycles of our body. They call it cycle syncing, but as triathletes and endurance athletes, we can definitely do some cycle syncing too.
0: Oh, I like that. As far as food goes, I would say after this period of letting go and and moving out of this inner winter into spring, we want to just feed the body with Phytonutrients, high vibrational foods and really restock any stores that were lost in all the work that we were doing in the letting go. So I would say this is the time, get the Brussels sprouts out, chew, 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 like things that are just so hearty and delicious because you can really handle it at this point. So I would say go lots and lots and lots of veggies um, and just keep the vibration super high. Really? They're so... They're such high vibrational beings, plants. And so, the chew your food that is the most important thing. Chew your food. Like, don't put a second bite in until you finish chewing what is in your mouth. And as athletes, like, we love food. I get it. And how many times I catch myself about to put another bite in when I'm like, I'm not even done with what's in my mouth. And so, uh, chewing your food, because that's really going to boost your digestion, which is going to allow your digestion to be good, which is going to allow your body to pull out more of the nutrients from the food that you're, that you're eating. Your body can receive all of those phytonutrients from, from plant food. So I, you know, I, I, even if you are a meat eater, if you love your eggs or cheese or whatever it is that you love, I think we can all agree that more fruits and vegetables on our plate is, um, is a positive thing. So, you know, always plant forward and anything else being just the condiment to to those plants and um, those natural foods. But yeah, I would think this is the time where, you know, get the cruciferous veggies going and um, big like coconut curry type stir fries, things like that. And I'll give you a little hack that I do to keep like my coconut curry sauce really easy is I just fill the pan with a ton of veggies, And I'll just dry saute them because I'm getting so much fat in the coconut piece of it. So I'll just dry saute them, put them on hot, and keep them moving. And then once the pan is like really hot before the vegetables burn, I put in a little bit of water. It steams everything up. And then I pour a can of full fat coconut milk in, ton of turmeric, ton of turmeric. I don't even measure it, it's so much. Ton of curry. And then a little bit of pepper, again, to allow the anti-inflammatory properties of that turmeric to just go full blast. And then that's it. There's my coconut curry. So it's a sauce that you can make so easily, really affordable, and it doesn't have extra things in it that will allow it to sit on the shelf for a long time.
1: That sounds so good. I do coconut curry a lot. It's like one of my go-tos in the Instapot, the bunch of veggies and chickpeas. Just put those oh, in always Always chickpeas.
0: Yes. Always yes. Bathed. Yeah, and I think too, I would think this is a good time for lots of beans and legumes. You know, where your your body is now like ready to work, ready to break down. You know, those uh those really enriched, um, yummy natural foods, legumes and nuts and veggies. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Yeah, this is a time that, um, I mean energetically our body's moving, and we want to be also moving out excess hormones and toxins from the body. So I just keep coming back to the liver, but it's so important. Um, I would recommend drinking dandelion tea at this time just to get rid of, like I said, excess hormones, estrogen, um, getting your body just in a state of balance to move into ovulation, and then nettle as well. So we just are finishing up our period, a lot of blood loss there. Um, Some women can lose they say a light flow is about two tablespoons and then a heavier flow can be up to six, which if you visualize that coming out of your body, you know, after three heavy days, that's a lot of blood. Um, so yeah, nettle, nettle tea is great. And then the third one would be shisandra berry, which nourishes the kidneys after menses. Um, this berry you can Put in as a decoction in water and have them on simmer just with your, let's say eight to 10 ounces of water for about 10 minutes or so. And then, um, yeah, you just pour it into your mug and it's a very, it's a very pungent, they call it the five flavor herb, just because when you bite into these berries, like you're getting sour, savory, bitter, um, sweet. Like, every possible taste you could ever get. It's, it's such an interesting thing to work with. Um, and then, also, you want to feed the positive energy that your body is honing on. Like, if you can incorporate any kind of adaptogen, especially holy basil, which, again, is ayurvedically a rasayana, rejuvenating herb, this plant will... Number one, reduce stress in your body. And then, um, I mean, this is a time that we feel already spicy, but this herb, it makes you feel awake, alive, mentally alert, um, reduces brain fog. It's it's a very supporting herb of feeling um, rejuvenated. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I would add uh, two more things is, well, more than two more things, but really just one thing is blood building foods. So what's so cool about mother nature is like, if you've ever cross sectioned a cauliflower, it looks like a brain. It's really good for your brain. Like mother nature is not disguising her foods, right? So things that are blood builders, beets, cherries, raspberries, things like that, that are like, look at, look at the color. They're like the color of blood. Those things are really helpful in, in helping your body build blood, especially after letting go of all that blood. I'm not sure I would suggest it. Like, even though I said root vegetables, like during your actual flow, cause do we want to be building blood during the flow? Probably not. Right. It's like afterwards. No, we, we
1: actually do want to do root vegetables during menses. And even like,
0: like blood builders, like beets and yeah, you know? all that stuff. Okay.
1: And then okay. F- follicular, it, I mean, it's all good. We, I would say follicular definitely still root vegetables, but lean more on leafy greens. Um, mm. and a way to remember this is just think about what grows in your garden during the spring. So menses, winter, root vegetables, follicular phase, spring. We have like alfalfa, spinach, kale, uh, Swiss chard. Talk about the plants looking like what they do for the body. So, if you pull like a Swiss chard leaf and see all those bright red veins coming up from the bottom of the chard, Swiss chard is so good for blood flow.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking sort of Swiss funny. chard. It's the, it's so, I just geek out on how good we've just pulled some. What did we pull? Oh, we pulled some bok choy from our garden. So it gets a little confusing out here because we can pretty much grow anything any time of year, but we just pulled out some bok choy the other day and the veins. I mean, I, I just had to stare at it for a little while. It was blowing (laughs) me away. (laughs) Unbelievable. So gorgeous. So gorgeous. All right. What's our next phase? Next phase is
1: ovulation. So this is, if you look at a chart, it will say it's 3 days long but really we we're laying eggs <laughs> for 1 day <laughs> um usually right in the middle of our cycle but it does vary a little bit between women but this is our inner summer so during this time energetically if you are like popping off like so much energy if i could plan my 70.3s if i could plan to do them when i'm ovulating that would be like a perfect disaster um, <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of positive flowing energy with ovulation. And I would say herbally, you can really take anything that makes you feel good. Um, I mentioned holy basil before. That's a great option. Um, I notice in myself that I have some extra fiery energy that honestly needs some taming during ovulation. So I will drink some Nervine herbs so those are herbs that really calm my nervous system and help me to chill out. Um, examples would be Skullcap. So that is a tea that you can drink before bed that will give you really good sleep. Or for myself, since I'm so fiery, I don't have issues drinking it during the day. Um, it just kind of like tames my nervous system down and helps me feel relaxed and stable. Um Yeah. Ovulation is, it's short, it's quick, it's fiery, it's robust.
0: Yeah. For foods there, I would say cooling foods, especially if you, if you are a fire constitution and you're feeling extra fiery to the point where it needs a little taming, think about cooling foods. So fire needs water to tame itself. So cucumbers, watermelon, like, um, There's a delicious, and I'm happy to share the recipe, um, a watermelon cooler in my cookbook. It's got like basil. Oh my God, it's so delicious. So like a watermelon cooler drink, things that are just a little bit more cooling foods, oatmeal is cooling. Um, that's why in the wintertime, I tend to have morning quinoa bowls as opposed to oatmeal bowls, which I'll have more in the summertime. And oatmeal is such a benevolent grain, um, but it's I don't need much cooling in the wintertime because it's already cool. So um, yeah, oats, uh, coconut, those things are cooling. They'll cool the inner fire.
1: I meant to mention hormone-wise, during ovulation, FSH, which is the follicle-stimulating hormone I mentioned, that has kind of like a mountain peak that it goes up and down, so it's super high during ovulation and then starts to come down. Uh, Luteinizing hormone is at an all-time high, and then estrogen is high too. So really, all of our womenly hormones are like in triumph together at the same time. But yeah, moving into luteal phase, all of those hormones start to then decrease. So FSH, LH, and estrogen. And we have a rise in progesterone instead. So what progesterone does, it builds the lining of our uterus. So when we get pregnant, progesterone stays high so that we can have the egg fertilized. But when it's not fertilized progesterone drastically drops so that we can shed that lining through menstruation. So if you think of it as a chart, it peaks, uterine lining builds. And then when the egg isn't fertilized, progesterone falls down and then the shed happens. Um, But energetically during luteal phase, which is the last phase we are, it really depends like the beginning of luteal phase, we're still pretty balanced. Like there's not a super big change in hormones. Um, but towards the end of luteal phase, when that progesterone drops along with all of our other hormones drastically, that's when we start to feel those PMS symptoms. So I know for some women that can look like kind of like a blues, like the wintertime blues we're heading into that, that winter again. Um, this this phase would be autumn by the way so moving out of summer into autumn but it's really an awesome time to look within i think as women this is a hard time for us but we kind of like this is like our power too like look within reevaluate what's going on in your life like what what is in front of you and what needs attention so this would be a time For extra meditation, um, breath work, journaling is so good during this time because I think everything that um, everything that's going on in our lives is just super apparent and obvious to us during this time. So get that stuff down; it's really good.
0: And I think food-wise, you know, a real connection back to nature and nature's ability to you know, build through the year and then it lets go in the fall. It's also, um, in that's Vata season in Ayurveda, which is, uh, air and ether. So we can feel a little bit more ungrounded. So maybe starting to move back into those grounding foods, but I would also say the dark leafy greens, uh, the collards and, you know, those really delicious hearty greens to, to keep the vibration high and, and resilient, like those hearty greens are so resilient. So as we're, you know, we can move into that, like you said, like the blues or moving into self-reflection, you know, sometimes when we're in self-reflection, it's not always, you know, unicorns and rainbows. So having yourself can, connected to nature and really looking at nature as, as a guidance system and, and how detached, she is and how resilient she is and how she will literally, you know, destroy herself to, to, uh, to grow again. Definitely. Yeah.
1: And I would say it's important during this time to set yourself up for success in menstruation. So the clients that I work with, I will suggest taking Vitex. Um, you can either drink it as a tea or just in a capsule form or tincture as well. But what this herb does, it stimulates our pituitary gland. So pituitary is the master endocrine gland, endocrine being hormones. So if you can stimulate your pituitary heading into menstruation, it's going to set you up for a better hormone balance between estrogen and progesterone as you head into that monthly flow cycle Um, so balancing those hormones ahead of time can look like less cramping, less breast tenderness, less emotional instability. Um, just all of that fun stuff that we experience every month. And then on the other side of things, working directly with our heart. So one of my favorite herbs is called motherwort. It's beautiful. It, it grows, um, I would say about a foot or so tall, and it has these bright pink flowers on the end that are also super spiky. So they're like these feminine, light, friendly pink flowers, but then they're like, they got some spikes. So I think it's (laughs) funny because um, they're so good for nourishing the heart during PMS. And like we've been talking about, Plants look like what they do for the body. Like this herb, it calms the heart during a time of like fierce feminine energy, which would be like the spikiness part of the plant. But Mm. yeah, so good. Also with motherwort, if you find yourself in like an area of prolonged time where you're not getting your period and you're like, oh my gosh, would you just come already? Motherwort is really good for that too, biologically.
0: We talked a little bit about the exercise through like menses. And so in these latter phases of the cycle, um, when progesterone is high, what, it what, how are we working with exercise ideally? Ideally.
1: Yeah. With, with the luteal phase, it's a long phase. So right after ovulation, it goes from days 16 to 28. So I would say like, days 16 to 24, we're still feeling really good. Um, It's not until day 22 that our progesterone spikes. And when this happens, we don't necessarily feel low energy quite yet. It's the days more so from 22 to 28 when the progesterone, the estrogen, and everything else plummets that's when we'll start to feel, um, like lower. So training wise, I really feel like anything can fly. Like if you have a day where you feel like you have super vibrant energy, like go for the high intensity workout, um, a great time for long runs, like really no restrictions. It's really just the end of this phase days. Let's call it like I've been saying 24 to 28 that we want to start to
0: Tone it down leading into our periods. Okay. That was awesome. That was a nice stroll. Yeah. I um now for women of my age that some of them, some I'm 51, gonna be 52 next month. Some already have their periods have stopped. Mine has not. Um, but even in my I guess it wasn't until my late forties, like basically from eighth grade until my late forties clockwork, clockwork, like zero problems, never missed one. Um, Lucky me. So what things to support for women who are starting to move into like their body is starting to move into this new phase of life, which in Ayurveda, we're moving into the Vata phase of life. So tons of change is happening and, and, any herbs that you that are supportive to irregularity or just weird, just let's just use a very unscientific term, very weird periods. Yeah.
1: Um I would say probably anything that is phytoestrogen herb. I honestly don't know off the top of my head any of that are in specific, but I know that phytoestrogenic foods and phytoestrogenic herbs act as estrogen in the body, so they mimic it. So when our bodies, a lot of times we have irregularities because we are super low in estrogen. So when we can get some of that in through plants and food, it's going to help us stabilize so much more. And then adaptogens as well. Like I have a lot of my menopausal women work with Herbal adaptogens, just because if we can develop a base where they feel like their body can come back to a state of calm, homeostasis, um, balance, they're going to experience less symptoms. And then for the symptoms themselves, the first herb that comes to mind would be black cohosh. So if you're having, let's say, hot flashes, night sweats... Um, any of those symptoms of menopause, black cohosh is a really great herb to work with there.
0: Okay. And I take shatavari, and at night I take two ashwagandhas before I go to bed. Seems to be kind of awesome.
1: Ashwagandha is so good for sleep. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it helps us sleep through the night and if you are in perimenopause, sleep is so crucial. Like it's everything. Cause I know you don't, sometimes we get less of it during that time of life.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And perhaps in our next episode, we can talk about that relationship shift, the detachment from sleep. Cause it's so interesting. The other night I was up from probably like 11 till about like three just like up, so reading. I was reading, did a little yoga, did some meditations. So I think I got probably about I don't know four and a half, maybe five hours of sleep, but still woke up at the same time. Um, I woke up at five, maybe I maybe I did five thirty. Woke up at five thirty and went through my day and kind of just kept going through my day. Something was telling me like, don't nap just keep going. And it wasn't like a push through. I was really gentle with myself throughout the day, but every time I kept checking in, I was like, kind of fine. Like, I'm totally fine. And, and that's, that's a key piece to shifting our relationship to sleep. But it's very interesting when all of a sudden, like, especially if you've slept well your whole life where it, it will just shift. But I will say, and what I talked about in part one was like, I had no idea 30 years ago when I stepped on that yoga mat that I was preparing myself for this phase of my life. And I would say those sleepless nights are few and far between now, but they do happen. They're so interesting. And they're, the nights are like, I don't know what happens. It's like the clock is moving backwards. Like it's so long. Um, but I take advantage of that. It's just like, wow, this is just such sacred, quiet time. And and how can I do this? To, how can I use what is happening in this moment? to nourish myself as much as I can. And so that shift with relationship to sleep started a long time ago uh, and it's really paid dividends. So if you are in your twenties and you're listening to this, if you are in your thirties and you're listening to this, like take those moments in life to just slow down. And that doesn't mean you can't train. That doesn't mean like I love to race i'm so competitive like i'm so competitive it, i'll see that competitive thing come up in just the funniest little parts in my life just different things that will happen in life so it doesn't mean that you you can't be competitive do those things enjoy like be who you came here to be but if you can take those moments to feel your feet in your shoes roll out the yoga mat um maybe just do some mindful stretching before bed like you're you're paving a graceful period for yourself um once you get like 40s 50s um yeah it's 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 the i think it's a great gift that you can give yourself to really start practicing it now so that when it happens um cuz you are going to age the body's going to age uh and I heard this perspective. I can't remember where I heard it. It wasn't that long ago. Like aging is such a gift. We all know people who have been taken off this earth. So if we get to age, what an incredible gift. It means we've had a beautiful long life. Yeah. I mean, every, not every day is beautiful, I guess, as in the sense of like easy, but it's beautiful in the sense of it's a, it's a very intricate itinerary, it's very rich and if we get this opportunity to see smile lines and crow's feet then wow, you know, we're really fortunate to to be around. So there's a way that we can do it gracefully and so much of that has to do with mindset and of course the practices that we that we put in uh into our repertoire throughout the day. Um I think that's like I feel like this is Like, good. Like, I feel like we should just wrap it up at this point. Um, So, yeah, listeners, we've got one more of these episodes we're going to record and launch uh, next month, which would be March. So what do you want to hear in this final episode? Are you curious about changing this relationship to sleep? Um, Does it stress you out if you don't get your numbers? Uh, You know, let us know. Um, I also want to say one more thing and then I'm going to open it up to you for any final words, Melissa, is that, you know, just to have some grace for yourself. You know, I've, I've been a triathlete now for, I, I guess, 20 years. It's like, i I'm losing track of time at this point and I had a really good track record, but then there had been some races where I showed up like right in the th- right, like day two of my cycle or day one of my cycle. So, don't DNS, show up, do your thing, you know? Like go out there, blow it out, full send, let's go. Like have some grace for yourself. It's not always gonna be perfect. It's it's not always gonna be like this perfect little wheel of cycle and how you're working out. And there may be something that's going on in your life. Like right when you're supposed to be like, you know, hiking and doing yoga that you're just like, I just need a VO two max session. Okay. Well go ahead and do that. Um, have some grace for yourself. Know that it's not always going to be perfect, but do the best you can and control what you can control, control the controllables and let go of the rest. Yeah.
1: I feel like you teed me up for this two things. Um, I've been focusing on letting go of my sleep a lot recently. And I think when I'm PMSing, especially like after that, we're talking about hormones after the progesterone drops, we have a really hard time sleeping. Um, so the other night I woke up to 15 and I was tossing, turning till three. I came downstairs, got a snack, went back up and I was frustrated and I was like, I was like, at what? Like, this is stupid. So I just got out of bed. I meditated for 10 minutes and I just like tried to surround myself in like a bubble of gratitude. I was like, okay, I'm up in the middle of the night. I am super healthy. My biggest issue is that I can't fall asleep so that I can wake up and do my interval workout on the bike in the morning. Like really? (laughs) Is there anything that's that bad? So, yeah, I just wanted to add, like, just be grateful for for everything. Like, this this life is a journey. Um, We are cyclical beings. We got some wild hormones that who the heck knows what they're going to do to us. So just take it all in. And the second thing I wanted to mention is I, last July, got my period 10 minutes before the swim start. So literally hopped out of the portage on and my friend Maddie was there and I had this like horrible look on my face. She's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong?" I was like, "Mad, I don't know if I can race." I was like, "I feel terrible." So I get down on the bench and she, I hope she listens to this, but she put two hands on my shoulder and she looked me in the eye and she's like, "Melissa, she's like, "You are going to use that womanly power that you have going on down there to kick ass today." And I was like shaking my head like she was just giving me the best pep talk. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to say that I did race. It was fine. Once the adrenaline kicks in, like you really we train for this stuff. Like it's about the fire within. And we are unstoppable if we can choose the uh, as Jess says, choose the station that we want to listen to that day.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it. Awesome. That's a perfect way to end. Uh, thank you so much for, my gosh, just sharing all that wisdom. And it's a lot. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, black cohosh, not all, blah, 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 reach out to Melissa. This is what she does. like She offers herbal um, coaching and consulting. So if you are in love with your coach that's giving you your workouts, great. You can still work with Melissa. I also work with athletes who love their coach. They love their method, but they're not getting the mindset piece, you know, or they want to learn meditation. And um, so I work with a lot of athletes that work with other coaches as well. So you can find out more about the two of us at triathlete.com But thanks so much for listening. And if you know a sister who would benefit from this podcast, please share it um, and leave a review on any of the places you listen. It really helps helps the podcast it's been a very long time since we've asked for that um but it just kind of came up so if you have a moment leave a review and it really helps us it's fuel for us to continue and uh yeah thank you so much for listening melissa thank you so much for everything you bring to team yogi triathlete and to this podcast today really grateful thanks
1: chess yeah everyone please let us know what you want us to talk about really the next one the floor is open so we will answer anything you have we'd love to Thanks, Jess.